0: You could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on breakfast with champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new breakfast with champions
1: podcast.
0: Thanks so much.
1: Claim your uniqueness and step into your power. When I looked at uh, this topic, I was like, yeah, that's a good way to get the, the week started. Uh, Scott Simon. Good morning. Steven. Good morning. Mary Lynn. Good morning. Rocky. Uh, good morning. I thought this was a great title. Um, it, it had me to reflect um, on, on quite a few things. Right. I mean, listen, first of all, it's it's halftime. Literally halftime. We are through half of the year. And most of us are looking at goals. Um, and if you're not, you should be looking at goals. Have you accomplished what you set out to do? for the first half of the year. If you did not, it is, listen, it's not too late because we still have a second half, another half of the year, Um, you know, but I'll tell you, I'm always having conversations, always having conversations and and I listen intently, um, you know, to to what people say. And I'm just learning more and more and more that a lot of what we experience, uh, some of uh, the blocks, the obstacles have nothing to do with today. Has nothing to do with today and what we're dealing with today. A lot of our obstacles and blocks um as I converse with people have everything to do with yesterday. And I don't mean like yesterday, Monday. I mean yesterday, like when we were a child, when we were a kid, some of the things that we do today, who we are today, has nothing to do with today, but it's rooted in some things we experienced as as children. And you know, it started to cause me to reflect. I'm even listening over the weekend, um, you know, to, uh, and that might not even been the weekend. I think that was yesterday, that I was listening to Barbara and and Brian and Scott, listening to Brian, you know, talk about some of his experience with his father as a kid. Um, And and, and I'm convinced that a lot of who we are today has everything to do with our experiences. Yesterday, I had a room, on Sunday and you know, the, the room man, leadership on demand, great conversation in that room. Um, but you know, one thing that I talked about was the difference between being humble and and humility. Being humble, we hear a lot about be humble, be humble. There's even a song, be humble, be humble, right? And, and, and there's a difference between being humble and humility. Um, I think back to being a kid, I was raised, um, in a religious family. I've shared before that my, my mother uh, was an entrepreneur and still is, my father uh, was an entrepreneur, my grandparents were entrepreneurs, um, but they were really, really serious about work ethic and, and helping you to understand that you know you, you have to get up, get out and do something if you're going to be successful. There is no free ride. And you know I, I think I used to resent that a little bit as a, as a child um, as a kid, right, it was like, why do I have to work so hard? And I felt like I had to work harder than, you know, a lot of my friends who probably didn't have as much. And I didn't understand it, but it had everything to do with my parents trying to create some work ethic in me. Right. And I appreciate it today, but I'm not sure that I appreciated it yesterday. Um, you know, as someone who focuses on, you know, faith, business and leadership, it's the leadership piece that shows up for me really, really well. Um, and it's not like uh, I intend for it to show up. Half of it is just my genius. It's just my genius. I mean, literally, I took a genius key test last summer uh, with Amelia Antonetti and, and my genius and the scores and the you know the survey itself reflected leadership. But I'm telling you, like that leadership started when I was a kid. My, my parents were really serious about helping me to be responsible accountable and to show up and to show up and to show up like effectively, not just to show up with sleep in your eye, but to show up effectively. It that started when I was a kid, right? I mean, and what I've learned is, you know, although I didn't always feel supported, I, I felt protected. I said I was always protected, but I didn't always feel supported. I was a curious kid, right? I asked a lot of questions. I was ambitious, creative, and curious. And listen, if y'all remember Curious George, that was me. Curious George used to get on people's nerves with all those questions. I, I asked questions. I wanted to know why. I wanted to know why. And listen, I learned real early, you do not ask grown people why. Don't ask an adult why, at least not my mother. Because it's like, what? Because I said so, right? Now, and that was the wrong answer for me because Although I was a child, it seemed like I understood what respect was early. Because I was accountable and I was responsible and I showed up. So, you know, I didn't feel like asking why was a bad question. But when you ask an adult why, maybe it's not, it's not what you say, but how you say it as well, right? I mean, I had a little tone, had a little sarcasm as a kid. But at the end of the day, I felt protected. I felt loved but I did not feel supported. And I'll tell you, I felt that way probably up until I was in my early 20s, because although I had entrepreneurial parents, um, you know, their perspective on business was a little different from mine, right? I was creative, I was ambitious, and what I started to do, I started to study. I don't know how weird this is, guys, but you know, I could remember reading the, the stories like it was the Time Magazine. I could remember reading a thesaurus, getting extremely excited about words and and the meaning of words, right? And my vocabulary was really extensive as a kid because I read a thesaurus. My mom walked in one day and she was like, what are you doing? And she was like, what is that? I said, reading a thesaurus. She said, a thesaurus? I don't even think she could pronounce it, right? She couldn't even repeat what I said at thesaurus. Like, what is that? And I, I don't know how, I don't know why, but I was reading a thesaurus. And, and as I grew and as I evolved, right, um, into my, my 20s, after some tragic situations, right, as a kid, you know, my parents broke up, my bro- parents split, like, literally. Um, so my mother and father um, were never actually married. So I had a stepdad and loved them to death, right? Um, but my mom and my stepdad, you know, they, they divorced. And it was pretty awkward. Um, it was an awkward divorce. And so Mike, like many of you um, who have children, um, it's the children that go through like the the madness. And we're talking about proclaiming your uniqueness and stepping into your power. Um, regardless of what has happened to, to many of us as a kid, um, we either could, could move on from it, we could grow, we could use it as a lesson, or some of us are still like stuck right there. You know, some of, that stuff is still there in your subconscious. Some people took it on as personal, right? You know, my parents split because of me. My mom was very clear in helping me and my brothers understand that, listen, this has nothing to do with you guys. And this was the one thing she said, because it was bad. Like my stepdad like took everything out of the house. I actually caught him coming home from school one day, like unloading the house onto a truck, right? I'm talking trauma, trauma most of what we deal with today has nothing to do with today, but it has to do with yesterday. And we have to be able to let it go, right? And thank God I was able to let it go. But I'll tell you, still had some of those those flashbacks, right? Still had some of that, that pain, that hurt. Um, and my mom, this is the one thing she used to say, God is gonna give us double for our trouble. God is gonna give us double for our trouble. We are gonna go on we gonna support one another, and we gonna be okay. That's what strong black women do. Strong black women, you know, they tell you we gonna be okay, and I believed her. I believed her, and we pressed on. And I can tell you today, God gave us double for our trouble, right? But it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. You have to be intentional. You have to be intentional, right? So again, I I, I didn't always feel supported but I always felt protected. The one thing that was instilled was to never give up. Never give up, do not focus on the past, let's control the controllable and let's move forward, which is why my my sense of responsibility and accountability and showing up is so strong. And that's why I show up here at Breakfast of Champions and I try to show up in the world and I try to do what I say I'm gonna do. Because one, right, I've had experiences in which people didn't do what they say they were going to do. And I wanted to be a person that that did what I said I was gonna do. Not by accident, right? But because I'm intentional. I wanna be intentional. As a kid, I was accident prone, which is why I was so protected. I remember, you know, being told, but I can still feel it today. But I, I, I was told I, I rolled off the bed and split my tongue as a baby. Can you imagine the baby rolling off the bed, splitting the tongue, blood everywhere? I can still feel that slit in my tongue today. I was two years old. I fell in my backyard, like full cast, full cast from my waist down. My parents had to tug me around with a big old cast from two years old to three years old. I was accident prone, which is why they wanted to protect me. They, they had fear. They had fear that something was gonna happen. And you know what happened to me? I started to embrace all that fear that they had, right? Fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of rejection. I had a lot of fear and I had to somehow some way rid myself of that fear that I felt was like gripping me. And what I did is I got in my car one day and, and, and it was very scary for me to drive from Virginia to New York on I-13, which is a back road with a bunch of woods. Rocky know a little bit about I-13, right? And, and and these scary parts of Virginia. I used to always think that the KKK was gonna come out of the woods, right? It's Virginia, it's Virginia, and it's real. They are there, they do live there, okay? And so fear, I'm telling you, fear, fear, fear. And, and I was destined to rid myself of this fear We're talking about proclaiming our uniqueness and stepping into our power. Fear has a lot of us right now stuck. The same fear I had in my 20s, some of us still have that same fear today, right? It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of rejection. It's fear of success. Fear, 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 fear. And you've got to be able to rid yourself of that fear. How I did it was I jumped in my car. The thing I I feared the most, I drove to New York, pitch black, I-13 at night, made it to New York, and I was like, wow, I did it. Wow, I did it. I did the thing that scared me the most. And let me tell you something, when I did that, it broke fear across the board for me. I felt like I could do anything. This was in my, my early 20s, my early 20s. It, it broke fear completely and and I don't know who today is dealing with a bunch of fear right but not only do I remember breaking the fear but I also remember doing a bunch of assessments right um, in my early 20s I, I was a leader um, at a at the number one telecommunications company in in the country at that time right I was a leader and I experienced something called a Berkman a Berkman, and I'm not sure if anyone in here has ever taken the Berkman, but I literally went and found my Berkman scores. Because just like I took my genius um, key and found out a, a lot about my genius, um, I took my Berkman and I compared it to my genius results. And, and I just wanted to share a couple of uh, statements from my Berkman. So what a Berkman is, it's like a, it, it helps you to identify your strengths and your needs and the opportunities that you have within you, right? Um, it's an assessment that identifies a variety um, of personality traits. And, and this was the one thing it said about my esteem, my esteem with one-on-one relationships. It said, you project a certain ease and confidence as a result of your ability to be direct and to the point. People tend to notice how relaxed and comfortable you are around others. The strengths, frank and direct, unevasive, matter of fact. And if you know me and if you talk to me, that, that is exactly my, my strengths. But it also identifies needs and causes of stress. And I'm going to read both of these to you. It said need. In contrast to your usual style of behavior, you have an underlying need to feel the genuine respect and appreciation of those who you are close to. And I know I'm not the only one who has a need to feel that way. You must have ample opportunity to explain and justify your point of view. Listen, if someone does not give me the opportunity to share my point, if I have a point to make, it it causes me stress. And then this is the next thing. It says causes of stress, because your need is not obvious from your usual behavior. It is easy for others to mistakenly assume that you need to be treated in a frank and direct manner. This may result in your having your feelings hurt, on occasion. It's, it's facts. My feelings have been hurt on occasion, right? Because someone's thinking one thing and it's another. But it says possible stress reactions, embarrassment, shyness, oversensitivity. Very true, my friends. All of that is true. And, and I'm not sure I would have come in tune with it if I had not gone through my Berkman years ago Understand some of our character traits and personality traits. It, it truly requires us to sometimes get up and Have someone else to do an assessment on us There are assessments available like the genius key the Berkman and there are so many others, right? It talked about my empathy and it also, you know talked about uh, Change how I deal with change and in so many other aspects if you've never done a Berkman like you may benefit from one but i'll tell you i was also looking at my my genius this morning this morning i was reviewing my genius results and the one thing that my genius results reflect is my leadership skills like hands down my genius scores reflect my my leadership um the first one is authority right you're learning genius my score is auditory go figure auditory that's why uh, clubhouse is it works for me. It works for me, and I'm able to really connect and engage with people um, because I have a, a learning genius of auditory, meaning my voice, right, and me listening to others. Um, it works for me. It's effective. My energetic genius is is it's goal or it's goal energized. Goal energized. What does that mean? To goal energizers, power usually means the ability to move from point A to point Z like to get it done to get it complete and to do it in the most direct and efficient way possible that is absolutely my goal goal energizers are are good in roles where they can be in charge lead and carry the responsibility told y'all faith business and leadership is my thing my receiving genius is to acknowledge acknowledgement and rewards it, tell me i'm doing well and i listen that that feeds my soul send me a gift or a certificate Right in reflection of how well I've done over the top, right? We are friends forever. That is how um, you know, I, I like to receive acknowledgement of words and, and and rewards, right? To show me, to tell me that I'm doing well. How do you like to be acknowledged? How what is your receiving genius? Some people say, I'm good, I'm okay. It's not the truth. Stop saying you're good when when you really want somebody to tell you good job like be honest understand your genius the next one for me was compa my compatibility genius right it was ringmaster what is that <laughs> it's like as a solo you know solo or partner oriented meaning whether i do it on my own or with somebody else right i'm a born ringmaster masters are born leaders and prefer to be master of ceremony even though we try to say otherwise right we like to lead i don't need- Where you are today, as it relates to your uniqueness, your uniqueness. But for me, I like to show up, I like to be accountable, and I like to be responsible, helping others to accomplish what it is that they're trying to do. I was able to overcome fear, and I need you to uniquely identify what your fears are, what your past traumas have been right? How you were handled and how it still shows up today. Because if you don't deal with those things of yesterday, we cannot effectively move into tomorrow, right? What we're dealing with today has nothing to do with today. It has everything to do with yesterday. You might've been sheltered, right? You might've been protected. You might've even been supported. We, we all didn't have that. But I'll tell you what my number one goal has been over the last 10, 15 years. It's to show up for that person I was as a kid. Because I didn't feel supported, I wanna be a support person to whoever is trying to make some things happen. That's why I gravitate to leaders and entrepreneurs and small business owners, helping them to solve problems within their businesses that they may not see and they may not see it because of some traumas or some fear, right? That jage their perspective a little bit. Be accountable, be responsible, be honest about where you are. Deal with those things from yesterday, reflect. Yeah, it might make you sad, it might make you cry. We don't like to cry and slob and spit, but at the end of the day, when it happens, we typically come up cleansed. We come up fresh, we come up new. But more importantly, we come up honest. We come up honest. Be honest about where you are. Ask for what you need. You do not have to do it by yourself. Many of us are stuck because we think we have to do it by ourselves. Do you see all these champions on stage? Do you see all of these champions on stage when it's not working for you? You have to make a decision. Mary Lynn over the weekend shared with us that she had to make a decision because what was happening today it just wasn't working for her. If it's not working for you today, connect with a coach, with a mentor, with an advisor who can take you by the hand and help you to reflect and to move forward. We need a plan. Don't let anyone dim your light. And and stop thinking that being humble is a good thing. Being humble is not a good thing. Applying humility is a good thing. I have come to the conclusion that all of the times that we've been told, be humble, be humble, you know, we're really being told, shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down. To be humble is to put yourself last, to be humble is to put yourself at the end of the line. We're at war. It's, it is no time to be humble. But whenever there's an opportunity for us to apply humility, We need to do so, but I don't encourage anyone to be looking all lowly and putting yourself at the end, letting everybody else go first. You've been doing it long enough. Put yourself at the front of the line. Apply humility where it needs to be applied. But let's unlearn and relearn so that we can do all that we've been called to do while we still have time on this earth. I will pause to get some shares. I would love to get some perspective, some feedback. I'm TM Hyman. I focus on faith, business, and leadership, and it's always a pleasure to be here with you on Tuesday mornings inside the Breakfast of Champions. Who'd like to pop in and share some perspective? Good morning, everyone. I would, (laughs) TM. It's Jenny. Good morning, dear.
2: And you, I put it in the chat. You are right we got skins in the game and we need to do it right you don't not being humble doesn't mean being rude or bold not being humble means you own who you are i shared something yesterday about my three grandsons and my granddaughter i won't make this real long but they were raised with confidence, with love, with consequences, serious consequences. They never did anything that really required serious consequences, but you're here. I'm 84. I have an extra plan. <laughs> I am going out of this world as strong as I ever was, as determined and as excited about things as I ever was. And you have to, when people say, take it easy, I never took it easy. There's a room on Clubhouse, which blows my mind. I went in there once, it's a do nothing room. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Uh, I've never had a plan to do nothing. I have a plan now. I have a vision board. I have goals. What difference does it make if you're 22? My 22-year-old grandson has a plan. He's moving on to a job out of college, into a job that is a world-class job for a 22-year-old kid. He earned it. And there are all these, these things on Facebook now. I don't do Facebook, but where manifest a thousand dollars tomorrow you will have this there are pot and people people are going for it tomorrow i'm going to get ten thousand dollars honey that ain't gonna happen you want what you want you are here you can't live somebody else's life live yours if somebody in your family and your friendship is toxic you don't have to eliminate, you have to distance.
1: Absolutely. You, Thank you so much.
2: Okay. I'm sorry. I, I No, you sorry. are
1: fine dear. We, we always appreciate you. Thank you so much. Go for it, Rocky.
3: Yes. Good morning, TM. You know when I, I love when people share stories and everything. It, okay. So TMS was, he's my mentor, you guys, so. It explains a lot as far as how you interact, why you interact, why you do the things that you do. I'm very familiar with the 13. I don't go that way at all. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I say that you've shown is, and I've heard it before, but it's never resonated as much as it had when me coming up on my 40th birth- birthday is the fact that on the other side of fear is abundance. And the the interesting thing is, it's hard to push past the fear sometimes because we don't know what's on the other side. But once you do it, it is so freeing and amazing. Um, And I wish a lot more people would do it more. And I also wish a lot more people would share their story. Um, and I do have a question, where do you get that assessment from or where can we find it?
1: Um, The Berkman is o- online. You can Google the Berkman and uh, the Genius Key assessment is Amelia, uh, Antonetti, and I think it's an app now on uh, on in the App Store. So uh, look for Genius Key. Uh, and the Berkman is uh, it's spelled B-I-R-K-M-A-N. Berkman. I, I put the link in the chat. Thank you so much, Dora. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Rocky. You. Awesome. Thank you. No, absolutely. We have time for one more TM. show who wants to pop in.
4: Yes, sir. What's going on, my man? What's cracking? What's going on, brother? What, what what do I sound like? Because I'm using a oh, old setup. Oh, you sound, great. I, wanna you sound see. great. I wonder what this sounds like. All right, cool. Appreciate it. No, man, this is y'all. Y'all know this is the, this is the game. This is what it's all about. And um, TM, I mean, you you know, you just tell amazing stories. Uh, you know, you lay it out there in a way that everyone can really understand. And you know, the thing I love about this, especially really any any great conversation, you know, it's like I say, it's a business of contradictions, right? It's a, you know, play it's contradictions. So you know, it's like we're not saying don't be humble, but we're saying don't be looking all. You know, I love what you said. It's like I'm be i be all lowly and everything like that. No, you can be, you can be that leader. You can be that person. You can be that that person at just at the at the beginning of the line. You can be at the beginning of the line, even at the back of the line. See, most people don't even realize that, right? You can you can be that that star, right? That shines without having to you know like push other people back and such. You don't have to dim somebody else's like just to shine. You shine all on your own. Right. So I love what you said about your your thought process of, you know, humility, like when we can place, hey, listen, I'm no better than anybody else. Right. I'm just the best version of myself. Right. And so, you know, I love that, you know, it's, you know, and then you are, of course, have the thought process of, you know, he shall be who she who should be last shall be first and all of that good stuff. It's like, yeah. And see, that's the leadership aspect. Now they talk about eaters leaders eat last, right? My man Simon says eaters eat last, right? So there's a thought process like that goes with everything. And I love how you just laid that out. Like, don't be looking all down and something, something. nobody said be lowly and lowly bar type of thought process, right? We have to be, we gotta step up and we gotta be leaders, right? We gotta lead ourselves, we gotta lead others, right? And then listen, y'all, y'all know this is this is my game. Y'all know this is my jam, and I appreciate uh TM letting me share.
1: No, absolutely. L- listen, I, I want to turn it over to Stephen, But my-, my point is this, guys, and-, and you process it however you need to process it for you. Because I said exactly what I meant, right? And, and this is what I'm going to conclude with. Do not allow people to dim your yes. life. Do not accept inferiority for no one. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, TM, faith, business leadership.